We're live. We are absolutely doing this thing. Yep, we're here. And TikTok is working. Cool. It's September 12th, everybody. And today might be a tough show. No, it's going to be a tough show. It's going to be a tough show because today is not only, um, well, there's a lot going on. But we're remembering our friend Andrew Hong. That's, that's the most important thing. It's been a year since he was murdered. And, uh, yeah, it's, it's a bit heavy. Sorry to open up on heavy stuff, but heavy is where we're at. Hey, okay, we have a wife made it into the room. Cool. Uh, today is September 12th. It's a Tuesday, and uh, we're here to answer your traffic and police questions. And, yeah, we're, we're here to do all the fun stuff, too. But uh, I'm also a little, a, a little bit... Uh, a little bit less. I was recording something, and it was really, it was, it was deep for me. So, you know, that's where it is. That's where I'm at. That's the version you get. <laughs> can't, can't help otherwise. Uh, if you're watching on, uh, on on social media, which is how we connect to you, uh, there's a different. There's a bunch of different ways to go. Let's see uh, which ones I can tell you about. Okay. Hit that button there. We are currently broadcasting on TikTok, YouTube, Twitch, LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram, Kick, and the platform formerly known as Twitter, now known as X. And we're here uh, to answer your questions, which you can only answer or ask if you aren't on X. So if you're watching on X and you want to uh, jump over, go to trafficcop.ca. You can see the link for the show today on YouTube. Uh, go to uh, youtube.trafficcop.ca. That'll take you right to our page where you can get our live stream. Any way you do it, come over so we can actually hear from you because the show is much better when you ask, uh, or yeah, when you ask questions. Mm, yeah. Okay. With that said, let's get into the chat. See who's here. Angela Topping. Good morning to you. We saw you last week, but I don't think we've seen you. Um, we don't see you as often as we'd like. But thank you, and, th and she says thank you for your service, and well, that's what we're here for. Thank, thank you for the thank you. Uh, no, we're not here for the thank yous. We're here to actually serve. But uh, good morning, zombie, and uh, greetings and salutations from Michaela. Uh, Stephen Bell says hi. Good morning, uh, and they have a new question that no one has ever asked yet. That's a, uh, the question from Stephen Bell. Uh, right on. I look forward to the question that's never been asked before. And Chase has a. Uh, an interview today, so good luck. I, I want to know what your interview's for. I need more information because you've been doing stuff. Chase works, uh, helps out, I guess, in, the, in, in your dad's business, uh, but I'm curious to know what you're uh, you're applying for. And uh, Les Jane says, uh, hi, Sean, thinking of you and all your work family today. Uh, yeah, I, I, it is going to be a less productive day because we're going to be emotional. It's going to be an emotional day. And, uh, and, and especially because we're going to, we're going to all get together and we're going to, uh, we're not roasting marshmallows and telling stories, but we are going to get together and, uh, uh, and, and, and remember as a group, definitely. Uh, oh, okay. Now I understand, Angel. Thank you for letting me know. Hope that things are uh, going to get better soon, hopefully. Uh, okay. Design engineer for traffic signals and working along the with the MTO. That sounds cool. That does sound cool. Uh, yeah, we have to let us know how it goes. 
I want to know more. And good morning to Emma and, of course, Leo Wife, who's the moderator helping out today. Much appreciated. Uh, we have Avanov. How's it going? We see you. Niha. Hello, hello. And uh, please, for anyone watching, please like, share, tweet, uh, retweet, reshare, whatever it is that helps spread the word. Share the message. I finally put some signs up. Sergeant Campbell came by this morning and said, it's, it's about time we put some signs up. So signs are up. So if you're, if, if you're wondering why it looks different, that's probably why it looks different. We're not, this is not a permanent decoration, but it is more than what was here before. And, uh, and that's good. Uh, because, we, you know, we got to make the space. It's been a while since we moved. Like, this was a long time coming. To actually put things on the wall, I think, is a move in the right direction. Hmm. If you're watching on Instagram, good morning. I see a few, a few of you there, and I will hit the wavy wave button. I don't really understand the wave button, but I, I, I'll hit it anyway. Because uh, we see you. Lots of cool things. Um, what, today is, is, is the Apple. When is the Apple the, the, the Apple big presentation? Hold on a second. I, wanna know, I, I can't miss this. Anyone waiting on pins and needles for the release of the new Apple uh, iPhone watch, et cetera, et cetera? Uh, I'm, trying to, I'm trying to bring up the Apple. Maybe the Apple web page is like completely overwhelmed because it's taking its sweet time. Uh, the Grinch says good morning. Uh, the what do we have here uh, is okay. So there's a question from Stephen Bell: Is it safe for someone to drive with a headache or not feeling well? Is it safe? I guess that's going to be a question each and an individual person uh, is going to to need to ask uh, themselves. Is it always safe? No. If you have a piercing headache and you can't. You know, open your eyes because, you know, that that is unsafe. Uh, oh, here's some interesting questions. Well, first of all, did I say the Grinch says hello? And uh, yes, there we go. What do you do if you see a police officer driving on their cell phone? They drive on their cell phone. They're going to break it. You can't, you don't put those under the tires. Uh, the truth is that, that cell phones and communication devices, uh, police, fire, and ambulance are actually exempt under the Highway Traffic Act and are permitted to use them doesn't make it more safe, but there are um, <coughs> the justifications for using them. Uh, and that's called police work, or it, we, we have to, in some cases, communicate. Uh, police radios are no different than cell phones. Now, we're not supposed to be calling for pizza orders or uh, telling uh, somebody we're going to be late from, for work or from work. It's about actual police work where time-sensitive communication is required. But there's an exemption under law, so they're not breaking the law. If you think it's inappropriate, you can certainly make a complaint. You can even contact the OIPRD. However, knowing that it's not illegal, your mileage may vary. Uh, do, 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 do. Okay. How do I get legal tint? Or how do I get legal window tint? Tint is not illegal in particular. Uh, if you get it so dark that it restricts more than seven, uh, more than 30% light of, of, of getting through, which means you have less than 70% of the light getting through. You can't get certified with that. Your vehicle becomes unsafe and you can have your, your plates pulled. If it's so dark that we can't see you, then it's, it's illegal. So it's illegal and uh, you can't do it. But if you go to a, a tint shop and you ask them for moderate tint that is absolutely legal, they will likely sell you some. Uh, da, da, da. Yeah, underglow allowed on motorcycles. So it's a it's a big a um, it's a big depends if your if your underglow is 
projecting forward, back, or side to side. Well, that's something that is making your light visible beyond where it's allowed. You can't pr project light uh, that is white, for sorry, other than white or yellow light forward. You can't project light that is other than uh, red or amber to the rear. So if you're putting purple, green, orange, whatever it is, and it's visible from the front or back or side, that's going to make it illegal. And you could be getting, uh, you know, a tickets in, in relation to the violations. Is it cool? Does it make it safer? You know, it, it, underglow should only be projecting onto the ground. Motorcycles don't have a lot of area to cover already, so they're probably projecting a larger area of light, and it's potentially a problem. I would just avoid it or use it for, for private property only. All right, questions coming in from the Instagram. Let me see who's popped in here. Fun videos. What do you, oh, we thought that's where that question came from. Okay. Uh, we talked about that. Why do, why do police departments have licensed bars inside? Uh, police departments don't generally have that. The, uh, you're talking about, it's, it's old news. We don't have it either anymore. Uh, but there was a, uh, it was called the mess. And military bases have them as well. Uh, so the mess is usually a licensed establishment, and this was the uh, senior officer's mess, or uh, or I remember what the actual call was, uh, or name was. In any case, they would hold events there uh, on occasion. Not every day. There wasn't a someone sitting behind the bar waiting for someone to come get a cold one. Uh, but when they had or hosted events, they would have a license that allowed them to serve alcohol there. Um, now what they're going to do is they're going to apply for a license. If, if the article I read in the newspaper is accurate, it is about uh, they'll, they'll have to apply for an event-specific license to do it. So, uh, But I, I imagine a lot of people think that this was just a 24-7 people coming in and getting uh, hammered. Uh, no, no, that's not the, that's not the thing. Uh, that's not what it was about. But, uh, you'd, um, yeah, there you go. For entertaining, that's ultimately the answer. So fun videos asked a lot of questions. Oh, there we go. Okay, there. Um, double. No, it's not a double standard uh, fun videos. The goal for communications is to communicate. And police kind of rely on information to be able to protect the public and respond to calls for service. And that includes using information to get time-sensitive uh, information in both directions. The two-way radio, it's great, but when every time you hit the button, uh, everybody hears you, and it may also be very busy. So we may have to, uh, you know, email, write, or or speak to somebody, and ideally we would do that when parked. Not always possible, though. All right. Uh, can they text? Oh, Andre wants to know. So can they text while driving? They can use... Oh. <laughs> Andre says, "Don't hate on me. I'm late." Uh, they, yeah, police can. Fi police fire and ambulance can use their computers, uh, their cell phones, their two-way radios, and that means use. It doesn't just mean talk. Uh, absolutely. Uh, do, 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 do. Okay, scrolling back. So a whole bunch of stuff just updated. Is it illegal? Oh, here we go. Is it illegal to have anything hanging from your rearview mirror? For example, a tree air freshener. So it's conceivable that that tree air freshener could block your vision. So could it possibly potentially uh, result in charges? It could. Uh, you can't obscure the driver's view. Uh, but one realistically isn't a problem. I've seen people driving around with giant furry dice, multiple air fresheners, a bushel of air fresheners. And uh, uh, yeah, no, it's not, uh, 
it's not, it's not a good idea. Uh, you know what? There's other places to mount things rather than decoratively hanging from the mirror. Uh, do police inspect the internet, the ignition interlock systems on a traffic stop? I've never inspected them. Uh, you know, and the truth is, someone could have tampered with them. Uh, but I have, if I see the interlock requirement on a license, then I'm obviously looking for more information. Uh, and and if they are driving, I've had a lot of people driving motor vehicles that didn't have the interlock installed, like they had a rental car or they borrowed a friend's car, even though that they know that they can't operate a motor vehicle that doesn't have it engaged. And I've, I've seized those vehicles. Uh, how are the shifts as a police officer? So it depends. Different police services have different shift schedules. We used to do one which I thought was the best, and we no longer use that, and it was called a three-shift. That meant that you would do seven uh, 10-hour days followed by six days. Well, actually, it was seven, six. Yeah, In the end, I think we, because every traffic did a different thing than everybody else, but I think we were seven, six, seven, five, seven, four. So seven days, uh, six days off, seven afternoons, five days off, and uh, seven nights that were eight hours and then we'd have basically three days off because you'd get off on your you'd finish on your first day off uh, and that was the shift pattern as far as i can remember it other people uh did other things york regional police has been four on four off for ages four days on they do two days two nights four days off so um whatchamacallit it is what are we doing now seven on seven off and I did uh, eight and six, eight, day, uh, eight days on, six days off in the motor squad for a long time. Uh, and, you know, and then I did Monday to Friday straight days for a long time. Like, it, it depends on where you're working. We still have different, different uh, thingamabobbers, different schedules. Okay. And, uh, and, and Michael is quite right in following up uh, regarding the functioning bars or the operational bars. Divisions don't have bars. Uh, yeah, they don't. Uh, first day at a TPS college, what can an officer expect? One month onto the job, six months onto the job, one year in. Oh, first day out of, so first day out of the, the police college, you're out there directing traffic, learning how to do that, because that's, that's, that's out of the frying pan, into the fire, go stand in the middle of an intersection and learn what you got to learn about real world interacting with people. But you're doing 10 weeks of, of, of coaching with a coach officer. Usually it's two different coach officers over a period uh, of, of your 10 weeks, five weeks with one, five weeks with another, if I'm not mistaken. And by that point, you should have a pretty good handle on what's going on. Obviously, there's people who may not get it. They may need more time. I don't know how that works. Uh, but at, at that 10-week period, you're now on your own. Uh, maybe somebody will, will fly by. But you're, you're doing what a police officer does. So what to expect in the first month? Uh, you're going to probably do all the crappy stuff. <laughs> you're going to be doing all the reports, all the stuff. Uh, you're going to go right into it because that's what we do. We just we hit the ground running and we do police work. Uh, we're going to you know meet people and see them at their best and their worst, and it's going to be uh, some getting used to. You know, it's going to be a, an adjustment. You're also going to be expected to know the answers to everything. You're also going to be responsible for everything all the time because that's how the people see, the public sees the police. And a year in, you're either going to love it or you're going to hate it. And hopefully you love it, because uh, I certainly do. Can you see, uh, what's this? James wants to know, can you see what, what vehicle someone was pulled over in so you know the, why they didn't prove insurance last time? Can you see what vehicle someone was pulled over in so you know 
why they didn't approve insurance. Um, I'm not sure I understand the question, but yes, if I run your license plate and you were pulled over before and charged, uh, I'd be able to, to dig into that and see your previous charges. I, I wouldn't necessarily know it. what vehicle, if you weren't charged, I wouldn't necessarily know what vehicle you were in. Uh, yeah, usually it's the plate that we see that has a history of being run as opposed to the individual, but it depends on what kind of paperwork was generated. What, what is this? Are there any rules regulating pedestrians? There's tons of rules regulating pedestrians. There's, there's the Highway Traffic Act applies to everyone who uses the road. Ride, walk, drive. There's rules for everybody. And uh, yes, so so I, I can't give you the, the long laundry list of things that are, you know, for, here's a good example. Pedestrian crossover. Cars have to stop for pedestrians uh, that are legally in the uh, on the road. But a pedestrian has to ensure that the vehicle who's crossing has the ability to stop before they enter the road. They can't just walk out in front of a car. This is where a lot of people believe the uh, the inaccurate information that pedestrians always have the right of way. They don't. They don't always have the right of way. They have the right of way sometimes. It really depends. Uh, Radic says, good morning. Good morning to you, sir. Uh, is it legal for the public to listen in on radio or police radio channel? And does each police division have its own channel or does the police work together on a single one? Oh my goodness. We have a huge police service. And while some police services might operate small ones on one channel, uh, that's not how we work. Uh, is it legal to listen? Uh, you, you won't be able to listen or you should not be able to listen because not only do we have, uh, technology that is trunking. So every time we depress the, the PTT, the press the talk button, we're actually, uh, transmitting on, on a slightly different band. Uh, but in addition to that, we're encrypted. So you should have no way of, of, uh, of listening. And if you are listening on encrypted trunking channels, uh, you're probably breaking the law. <laughs> Just guessing. Used to, I used to have a scanner in my car. I used to listen uh, to and from work to, to know what's going on because I'm a police geek. I, uh, I, don't, I, don't, I don't try and hide that. I, I am, I'm, a, I'm a police nerd. Um, but I, it was legal to listen to open channels. So I did. And uh, I wonder where my, my scanner is, because I think fire I can still listen to in ambulance, but I don't, I don't listen to them because I, I don't need to know what they have to say. Uh, let's see here. If I get charged for having a tree hanging, why can police have their radar unit mounted right above the steering wheel in their line of sight? Um, it depends on whether or not it's blocking the view. It's, you could be charged for a tree hanging, the rear air freshener, um, if it's blocking your view. Having it in front of your face versus down here under the horizon is two different places. So I appreciate um, that uh, it is different for for uh, for you, and it depends on where you're mounting it. Mind you, if you mount your tree where we have our radar unit, you won't get a ticket. Just saying. Uh, mind you, if you're short, then you wouldn't be able to see. So it all depends. What's the question? Someone who maintains speed in the right lane passes a middle lane camper who is at fault what someone who maintains speed in the right lane passes a middle lane camper who is at fault uh what speed are they camping at are they doing the speed limit the speed limit's the limit if you're passing someone above the limit you're breaking the law you should get a ticket so whoever's breaking the law by way of passing above the speed limit or going above the speed limit they're the ones I would write the ticket to. The person who's going the speed limit gets a high five from me because they're doing the right thing. A lot of people don't get how the rules work on the road. Uh, seven on, seven on, off sounds like the best. I am not sure. I've never worked seven on, seven off. 
Uh, I've worked eight and six, obviously, which is close to seven uh, on, seven off. But the difference is when I worked eight and six, I worked, I worked straight days. And I like straight days. Working uh, seven on, seven off, I think they're 11 and a half hour shifts or 11 hour shifts. Uh, I don't think that sounds so good. I just don't. Uh, but that's me. I'm not a fan of it. I've never worked on it, but I, I, so I shouldn't be able to judge it. But I speculate that it sucks. But people love it. I just, I don't want it. Uh, let's see here. Jordan says, I had peeling license plates. I got new ones when I renewed my license, health card, and ownership. It wasn't too bad, but I did it before it got worse. Thank you for saving me the $100, $110 ticket. You are very welcome. I'm glad that it worked out. Now, did you pay to have them replaced, or did you get it covered under the warranty? Because that's a big deal. If it's within the five-year warranty, it should be free. If it's outside of the warranty and it's not B-Series, uh, you might have to pay $52. If it's a B-Series, I've heard of them being renewed or replaced like seven and eight years later. So I'm curious to know. Please let me know. But I'm, I'm glad that we were able to get you information that helped you out. Uh, what is this? What is the sign behind you under the stop and pedestrian sign? The no bicycles or no pedestrians? Stop and, yes. So that's a, like for the controlled access highway, that says that no bicycles or pedestrians are allowed. Uh, that would be something you'd see as you enter a highway, a, a controlled access highway like the Don Valley, Gar uh, Don Valley Parkway, uh, Gardner Expressway, 401. They should have signs like that as you enter. But Stephen Bell, good question. And good noticing the background. Okay. Uh, boom, boom, boom. Scrolling back. What is this? What if there is a sign on the road floor? R36R. Can we take a red on a red light? I'm not familiar with that sign. Uh, at least not the description you're, you're providing. I don't know what you're talking about. R3, I don't know what that is. Uh, does remorse count in court when fighting bigger tickets? Remorse is always a good thing. Uh, taking responsibility, like most people say, I'm not guilty, I didn't do it. And despite all the evidence, uh, people don't want to take responsibility for what they've done. We don't write tickets to people who aren't speeding. We write tickets to people who are speeding, but they say they weren't doing it. Uh, we don't write tickets to people who are not on their cell phone, but people deny doing what they said they were doing. So um, going and actually saying, yeah, I did it. I was, I, was, I was naughty. I did the wrong thing. I'm really sorry, and I won't do it again, I think carries a lot of weight. It certainly carries weight at the side of the road with me, and uh, it also, uh, I imagine, carries weight in court. Okay. Didar Singh says, what if someone lost their driver's license? So you've absolutely lost it. It's gone forever. I would do a lost identification report with police. Uh, that way, if it becomes, if it's used in a crime, if it's, if it's found, uh, it links back to you. And once you've reported it, go to, the, to uh, the Ministry of Transportation, Service Ontario, and get a new one. Simple as that. If I get a ticket and chose to go to trial, do demerit be in my history for the waiting time? Uh, no. Demerits are added upon conviction. And uh, itchy elbow, that's why my hand's sitting here. Uh, yeah. So demerit points are added once you're, you're convicted. So if you pay your ticket, that is going to immediately have the points associated be added to your license history. They only go on for two years from the date of the offense. So if you were to go to trial and get a trial two years later and be found guilty, um, you actually don't ever get the points. 
your 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 history, your driving record will still uh, reflect it, but your points won't. Uh, okay, can you can you lose your license for an open container of alcohol? Lose your license? Uh, it's it's a different section altogether. So no, uh, open container. If you're drinking it. Uh, while you're driving, it's a problem. Having it open or having it, uh, there's different things that, that come into play, but it's not a Highway Traffic Act offense. Uh, the open, is it, am I, am I speaking out of school? Hang on a second. Boom, boom, boom. As I stare into my machine. Hey, while we're, while I'm reading, uh, we do this Monday to Friday from 10 to 11, although tomorrow we're likely starting at 1030 because I believe we're connecting with Jerry Agar for a segment, and that will start at 1030 uh, because he's got new hours. The show has, has shifted. Okay. So with that, tomorrow's going to be a different time. And is it here? Yeah, so it's, it's under the Liquor Licensing Control Act. We're driving a motor vehicle with an open container of liquor, uh, there's a whole bunch of charges there, but yeah, that, that shouldn't affect your driver's license. But then again, I don't, I don't know. I think it's a different section. That's what I think. Someone will have to correct me if I'm wrong. If my lane becomes a turn lane, do I still need to signal a turn? Yes. If you're moving your vehicle outside of the lane that you're in, uh, you have to. You have to signal any move. What happens if you missed out on court? So you didn't attend? So depending on the type of trial or, or event, like if you're talking traffic court, you are going to uh, be deemed. So you're going to be found guilty in, in your absence. They're just going to, they're not going to wait for you to, to figure out your life. They're going to hold you accountable. You're going to get uh, a conviction registered and that's over. If you want to then reopen it, I believe you have to pay in advance and then you have to uh, ask permission of a justice of the peace to reopen your case. But you have to pay your, your fine first. And that's pretty much it. If you're talking about a serious offense, like not a minor traffic, but a more serious one, like a, oh, I don't know, uh, stunt driving, if you miss that, they will likely put it over and have an ex parte trial. It's not a simple, it's not a simple case. So an ex parte trial is where the Crown presents evidence onto the record so that um, if it's reopened, at least they, they provide it enough to substantiate the the charges. It's not just, yeah, they didn't fight it, so we're going to hold them accountable. Uh, no, it's 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 a it's a more complicated case. They'll provide the evidence on the record, and you, then I think the rest is still you'd have to apply to reopen. I think I, maybe you can't do it with an ex parte trial. I don't know, but that's basically it. Option one or option two. I would just make sure you show up or send somebody in your stead. Okay, we talked about this. Oh, Michael already answered it. All right, here we go. Uh, before I go on to that, uh, which is lots of great questions, and I will continue answering them in just a moment. But before we do that, I want to remind everybody who I am. My name is Sean Shapiro. I'm a police officer with the Toronto Police Service. I go live on social media to answer your traffic and police questions for this thing called Ask a Traffic Cop. We also have a podcast called TPS Traffic Jam where we jam about traffic. What do we jam about? Well, we talk to people about different topics, most of which are traffic-related, sometimes not. Sometimes they're, they're other than traffic, but they're important. 
they're all really interesting. And we're getting more and more cool people to, uh, to I say cool, people that I think are cool, to join us for that. Uh, you know, we had uh, Adam from Drive Festival, which just occurred last weekend. I didn't actually get down there. I'd really planned on being there. Didn't make it out on Sunday as I planned. Um, we, 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 we talked to people about important stuff and things. So if you don't already follow us, uh, uh, please do on all our uh, social media platforms. You can get us at trafficcop.ca where you can go to a list of all the platforms. There's also a bunch of useful links there uh, that can help you out. That's what it's for. In fact, that's what all of this is for. All we want to do is help people. Yeah, crazy, I know. People think that the police are just big baddies, meanies who, uh, with a badge who are here to make money for the city. Uh, it couldn't be farther, farther from the truth. We are not a revenue-generating entity. We are actually one that spends money. Um, but we do it because we're trying to make the roads safer. And if you don't want to spend money with the police, you don't want to pay fines, you don't want to be uh, wasting your hard-earned money, follow the law. It's so simple. If you follow the rules, nobody asks you for or asks you to pay a ticket. It, I know, it's, it's oversimplifying, but it's accurate. Yeah, I'm, obviously, this means that you are... You, are, you, you, you won't be doing the fun stuff that's illegal because it, it's illegal. Well, why is it illegal? I always get, why, why? Why do you make these things illegal? Well, first of all, I don't make them illegal, but they're made illegal because they are, well, I don't know, unsafe. And the, the reason is to dissuade people from doing it. See, if you do something and we say don't do it and you still do it, then how do we, how do we make you do it? Well, we're not parents. We can't tell you to go to your room. Well, I guess jail is like that. But no, we tell you that, Here's a, here's a ticket, here's the cost of doing business, and, and that goes to the province, which you know, eventually trickles down, I guess, into our budget, but it's not, not, we're, not, we're not getting bonuses because we gave you a ticket. If you just don't break the rules, you'll be fine. I know, it's so, it's overly simple. Uh, what do we got here? Question, why don't police issue, let's, let's see what this one is. Why don't police issue tickets to the 40% of people with tinted license plate covers? I would like to create a new unit called the petty stuff unit. I want to go after all the stuff that the police officers who are focused on safety and the more safe, because this is still safety related, but there's, there's a spectrum of what's from, from not as important to really, really important, which reminds me, I totally forgot to talk about Vision Zero Enforcement Team today because I was talking about Andrew, uh, but we'll come back to that in a second. So if speeding, aggressive driving, distracted driving, and impaired driving are the most important because they lead to serious injury and death more often than, than the others, well, that's where we focus our time. And for the stuff like license plate covers that are tinted, which are still important because many people are avoiding paying the tolls that they're required to pay or they're not being caught by uh, automated enforcement cameras because they have you know, intentionally covered their license plate or they're just you know, speeding and, and people can't uh, report them because they're concealing their identity. Still very important. But it's low on the chain. I want to get the. I want to start a new group of, of all the the, the, the low hanging fruit basic charges because they all need to be done. So if we have all the people focused on the heavy stuff, then we can focus another group of people, uh, you know, handling the other stuff, and uh, then we can get it all taken care of. Oh, I gotta like this. Someone is riding their motorcycle and they got a an Andrew Hong pin. Uh, I'm gonna retweet that actually. I'm retweeting it because I designed that pin, so I I, uh, I like it. If you want to see what I'm talking about, go to Traffic Cop. Actually, go to Traffic Services on X. And you can go to Traffic Services. I just retweeted it. You'll see it. All right. Where is the Vision Zero enforcement time, uh, enforcement team, not time, today? 
well. The 12th of September says that they are in 52 Division and 53 Division, the neighborhoods of Kensington, Chinatown, Bay Street Corridor, Lawrence Park, uh, Young and Eglinton, Rosedale, Leaside. Those are the neighborhoods where real people live, work, and play, and today are getting attention because we have this group of officers that focus on the big four, and they have to spread their love around the city because they can't be everywhere all the time. But today, that's where they are, and tomorrow they'll be somewhere else. And if you want to know where they are every day, follow us on Traffic Services on, on X. Uh, you can follow us on Facebook. You can follow us on Instagram because those are the three platforms where I post daily where the Division Zero Enforcement team is. And that's the story. Um, what's the difference between OPP? We can talk about that. Uh, two, two, and drivers. When do drivers need to signal? While I'm scrolling back to look, I'll put this one on screen. Drivers need to signal whenever their their vehicle uh, is going to move and that it, it, it might, might impact or affect any other road user. That's when you have to. So does that mean you have to signal all the time? Well, technically, if no one else is there, well, then no. But like if a tree falls in the forest and no one's there to see it, did it actually fall? That's the, the baloney statement. The truth is it always, you know, you should always signal because it creates good habits. Uh, if no one's around, even if you, uh, you know, if there's no one to ticket you, if you don't follow the rule. Uh, but if it's not going to impact anybody else, then it's not a big deal. But if someone saw it, then maybe they were going to be impacted by it. It's one of those chicken or the egg things, I think. Can a G1 driver with a G2 passenger fight careless driving? Um, but that's not the charge that I would lay if you were a G2 one driver with a G2 passenger, because you're an unlicensed driver. You were a drive a G1 driver drive unaccompanied because the G2 passenger was not a properly uh, qualified supervisor. So effectively, the G1 was an un effectively an unlicensed driver with no insurance. If they were carelessly driving on top of that, good luck could you fight that. Um, I don't know how you would. I mean, I suppose careless driving has to be on its face, justified as the charge must meet the, the thing, but it should also be G1 unaccompanied. And on that charge, the G1 unaccompanied, you get a 30-day suspension on, under the uh, uh, the licensing uh, uh for violating a condition of your G1 license. And then in addition to that, because careless driving is six demerit points, it's the second conviction, I believe, that will trigger another 90-day suspension because the first, it's, it's escalating. So it's 30, 90, and then you get kicked out of the program. So G1 driver who hasn't even managed to get a G2 is looking at having uh, four months of suspension. And if they do anything else, they're probably going to get kicked out to start all over again. Um, better choices are required. That's what I got to say. And I get it. People do a lot of silly things. Uh, and, 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 the, and the careless driving may be the least significant. The biggest one is that you chose to drive a car when you weren't legally permitted to. So, Okay, so Jordan had the plates for six and a half years. They didn't uh, give you the, uh, the warranty replacement. Um, they, they charged you 60 bucks. Okay, or just under 60 bucks, like just, just under. Well, I'm, either way, I'm glad that you, you, it's still cheaper than the $110 ticket, so I'm glad you got it done. Uh, okay. HTA trivia of the day. You're going to have to answer this one because, uh, HTA trivia of the day. In what situation would a commercial motor vehicle get a 60 V impound? 
I wait for Chase to tell us the answer because I, I don't I don't focus on commercial. Hey, hey, maybe you know the answer to this question. Maybe I do. This is this is Chase with with trivia. Yes, Chase, Chase is on the case. Uh, and, and the question, we've got Sergeant Campbell joining us. Uh, Chase says, in what situation would a commercial motor vehicle uh, get a 60-day impound? 60-day? Yeah, it's very specific. So I'm not sure about a 60-day impound. Um, it is eligible for a 45, 90, or 180-day impound for uh, certain offenses. It's available for... A seven-day and a fourteen-day impound. Those are across the, across but the board. Sixty. I uh, tell us, Chase. I want to know. Yeah, I'm not sure why it would a sixty-day impound. I didn't even know we had such a thing, unless it's court ordered. Oh, that could be okay. Uh, we got a question from Starkey. Hello. So I got my G2 a few months ago and bought a modded S10. The mods only consist of tinted taillights. Ooh. I didn't do these mods, and I want to know if they are okay because I cannot remove them. So here's the deal. I, the only mod that I see here is tinted taillights. You say mods, but it's one mod. So if there's other mods you haven't mentioned, I can't comment because you didn't tell me what they are. Uh, tinted taillights reduce the effectiveness of your taillights, and they may not be legal. Uh, manufacturers make them to meet the standards, and when you modify them from the standard, it's probably making it illegal. According to law, you have to have taillights that are discernible at 150 meters. Now, I don't know if, if I would interpret your taillights as passing grade, uh, but I can tell you why. Well, I'll let Sergeant tell you what he would tell you. Oh, first of all, uh, tinted taillights, it shouldn't have passed uh, certification. So if you have not certified it yet, they may not uh, pass it for you. Uh, I have a really strong feeling on tinted taillights. Uh, it's not for you and your driving. It's for everybody else who's around you um, because sometimes they're not paying attention. Make it as bright as possible uh, for them to see when you're slowing down or else your modded S10, by the way, love it. I love the S10, you mean? Yes, yes. Um, you know, keep it keep it safe for you. Keep it. Do everything you can to keep it safe. Go back to the originals. I know they're getting hard to find now, but uh, depending on the year, I'm sure that you can uh, you can find some originals. Um, I don't know. Is there a way you can uh, send us a picture? I'd love to see your modded S10. Yes. In fact, anyone who's got photos they want to share with us, if you go to uh, our traffic, <coughs> excuse me, traffic services Toronto on Instagram, you can tag us. We will see things. I got to tell you, I had a friend. Uh, I assisted him in my high school years. Uh, putting a short block Chevy V8 350 into an S10. It worked really well, kind of. Those those, uh, those sleeper cars that they, they, with the big motors that don't look like they, they for the vehicles that don't look like they have big motors that have big motors. What was that? What, it was the Impala SS was a really good one for that. The Impala SS, the Taurus SHO. Yeah. Uh, they were they were the sleeper cars. Family sedans with big old motors. Uh, well, the the Impala, the, at least the one I'm thinking of, had an LT1 engine in it because it was basically a Caprice with a with, a, with an LT1. I wanted one of those. The police version of it had it as well. Is that right? Yeah. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Uh, okay, Stephen Bell has uh, this question. Okay, we got questions about impound and BAC. Are police officers salaried or hourly? Both. Yes. We are salaried in that we have a base salary based on the number of hours that we're going to work for the year. 
And then if we work over that, our hourly salary is then applied per hour. Yep. So we, we do get overtime. We're not uh, we're not a just a base salary. Um, some of us work uh, our 2,088 hours a year, and some of us work an awful lot more. Uh, homicide investigators may be working for you know two days straight, nonstop, uh, working on an investigation, and uh, they deserve the uh, the extra pay that goes along with it. Mm-hmm. So, yes, we have a base salary. Yes, we most of the time can work outside that, work more, and we can either bank our hours um, so we can take some time off or uh, or we get paid out at, uh, a little bit more. Yeah, and, and that's where, where some people get upset, you know, that, that officers, when they work paid duties or overtime, get paid a time and a half. And that's, that's, that's like your off time. It's, it's paid at that rate because you're putting in more. And it, I think it's, is, is overtime not a, a, a calculated or stipulated or regulated uh, situation? I'm not a, a H, what's it called, human resources person. So is that not by law required that you have to pay someone overtime when they're over their, their period of uh, 40 hours a week? I'm not sure what, uh, what's mandated or whether you have to pay or employees have to pay, but uh, we are lucky enough that we do get it. But we do do, and I just said do-do. <coughs> do-do. Um, we do work an awful lot of overtime hours. There's an awful lot of people that um, put their off time, uh, make it available for use. There's an awful lot of companies that require a police officer to come and assist. Um, all the sporting events that happen, concerts, um, road closures, uh, construction, these are all done by off-duty officers that say, hey, you know what, if you need it because it's mandated by law, I will come out and be that person for you. And it's paid for by the private company. It's not paid by the service to, to go out and do that. So, Because, frankly, um, coming out for free doesn't sound like a good plan. Although um, you and I both kind of do an awful lot of outside our regular hours. Uh, We're weird. We are weird. <laughs> we, uh, we, we give it back to the team um, without, you know, charging extra money, but uh, get the job done. Well, my, my big thing is, you know, uh, social media, you got to be social to be on social media. And when I've got downtime or uh, if I see a message pop up or I'm, you know, few minutes here and there I donate that back into the community which is on social media or if something's got to get done if I pick up a phone to answer a question I'm not charging uh, the service money to do that I'm going to answer the question because it is a team and we are just trying to get the job done yep and uh, and to that point I'm actually on vacation this week thanks for coming in on your vacation I'm here on my vacation I just got off a very very important meeting that's going to affect uh, what I do an awful lot although decisions weren't made but we, uh, I, I needed to be here for that, so that's why I'm here. You move and groove and shift and, and adapt, and, and it's just about getting the job done. Uh, Thin White Line Interceptor, who is Ryan, we met him at the Honda Indy, and and he's, he was at the next event. He was the he also came out to the Ford Driving Skills for Life, but you met him at the Honda Indy. Uh, good morning, Sean and Sarge. Which traffic infraction grinds your gears the worst? There's so many. And I want to say all of them. Um, I, there's none that make me happy, so I guess they all do. You, you know what? My little pet peeve one is tinted windshields. Oh yeah, I'm and, ta- and taillights. That I, that just doesn't make sense to me. It's not cool, and it doesn't make sense to me. And that's not to say we don't appreciate cool cars. We do. We're car guys, uh, but the tinted ones that they're just ridiculous. Yeah, let's tint the windshield so you can't see where you're going. 
Well, then you hear stories about how this is chameleon tint. You can't see him, but I can see it just fine. Um, you restrict light, you see less. It's just what it, how it works. That's my that's my little pet peeve one. Um, the big ones, uh, the stunt driving, the impaired driving. Oh yeah. Well, um, I'll they, say the big four. Yeah. The big four are the big four because they lead to serious injury and death more often than not. But they also annoy me the most. Mind you, there's a lot that annoy me. Uh, but they, they, they sort of all double up. Like, I don't like speeding, aggressive driving, distracted driving, and, and impaired driving, obviously, and I see way too much of it. Less of a, I see less about the impaired driving, but if I see it, I also call 911, and I'm the best witness you can be on or off duty. Um, and there we go. What's the and, difference? Sorry. So, sorry, before you go on, and something was said there grinds my gears. You know what? This is a job for me. This is a job for you. You know what? We treat everybody impartially. And just because it's my pet peeve, I don't go out there looking for it. I do. I enforce everything when I'm out there. Yeah, I actually, and I don't ignore anything. People say, "Well, why don't you, in, you know, give more tickets for license plate frames or or, or valid stickers?" Or, I if I see it, I deal with it. I don't say that's okay and move on to the next one. If right. I see it, I I deal with it. And uh, some people are, are shopping for the big ones and, and don't want to, you know, oh, it's only five over. And maybe five over isn't a charge, but five over would be a conversation. Depends on, you know, so not every opportunity has to be a ticket, but it is uh, a teaching moment. So the question here on screen is, what is the difference between OPP and regional police, and why did you choose TPS? Um, so I grew up in Toronto. I wanted to work in Toronto. I, and actually, I have to be honest, I actually applied to York Regional Police because at the time I was living in York Region. So when I turned 18, I, I, I applied. I was nowhere near ready to actually be a police officer, but I, that was my first call. And I had moved back to Toronto. So uh, Toronto, Toronto's the, the big show. We're the second largest uh, police service in the country. We are the largest municipal police service in the country. Toronto, Toronto has everything. Uh, you can live in one area and experience a whole gamut of things that, um, that happen within a police service. Mm -hmm. You can go from technology crimes to homicide to traffic to everything, all without moving your house. Uh, the OPP and the RCMP, you uh, you have to move. You have to move around the country a lot uh, to be able to experience a whole bunch of things. If you're looking for promotion, you can get promoted and still live in your same house and, and not move your family. Mm -hmm. And we're the biggest police service, and I got hired as a court officer first. And Me too. I, uh, I, I, I kind of I, I stick. And with Loyalty. My, yeah. I kind of stick with the ones that I, I'm working with and trying to give – my effort as opposed to moving around from one to one. So if I had been hired by the OPP first, then you'd still be there. I'd still be there. And and you know what? I, I was in an era when I was getting hired where it was very tough to get hired. Um, everybody wanted this job. Nobody was hiring. It mm -hmm. was Bob Ray days. Things were happening. And uh, I was very lucky that I was one of the chosen ones to do it. I worked very hard to, to get hired. So I, I got to you know, double down on that. I was I became an auxiliary officer first because there was a hiring freeze. It couldn't be hired at all. Uh, so I became a, court, a, a, a volunteer as an auxiliary police officer. I had so much fun. I'm like, I've, I've got to get, I've got to do this. And there was an opening, a posting for court officers, so I became one of them. Did both jobs for 12 years, and I had a fantastic time doing it. So that's it. Uh, can, we, can we be charged on private property, our own private property, specifically a farm field, for stunt driving? For stunt driving? Yeah. 
No, it just says, can we be charged for driving on our own oh. property? Oh, see, I, I went to stunt driving. Specifically a farm field. So, stunt driving? Absolutely, yes, you can. Um, collision reporting? Private property? Yes, you can. A lot of other things in the Highway Traffic Act, no. No, you, uh, it's your property, and, and the rules of the road, or roadway, don't exist there. I wanted to, I, I, I jumped the gun, and my apologies for not actually reading your question. I just <laughs> assumed that that's where we were going. Uh, but I was looking for the, the exhaustive list of what locations that you can actually get ticketed or, or charged with. Uh, here it is. Um, oh, where is it? Come on. Anyway, it's, I'm not going to. Going further so down the rabbit hole. It's it, a long, long, exhaustive list. Yeah, it does give a list of um, private property, maybe not even your own, but other private property, uh, where stunt driving does apply. And it includes things like fields. Uh, it includes things like beaches. It includes things, parking lots. Farmer's fields. Farmer's fields. Yeah, it, it's really, it covers it all. But uh, people get really upset about that. So there you go. Uh, is it illegal to have two different headlights Two different color headlights, one brighter than the other. Is it illegal? It really, I think, is is, is not a good idea. Um, but I don't think it's illegal. Two different headlight colors. So the only two allowable colors are white or amber. Mm-hmm. One brighter than the other? Well, because let's say you replace it. You only buy one bulb. Um, my suggestion is buy pairs at a time. Buy two bulbs. Replace them both. And that way you, have the, you increase your odds of, of having both of them working going forward. They, they, all, they do have a life cycle, and if they were bought at the same time, uh, they're probably going to both go out. At in, the same time, in, because they have the same amount of use. Yeah, similarly, at least. So, I, I'm going to say that it's possible to have a white and an amber headlight. Mm-hmm. I think it would confuse people. But, yeah, suboptimal. People are easily confused, as we know. Yes. Uh, I don't know if that would be the... Best choice? Yeah. Best choice, yeah. I don't could, th- could you do it? Sure. And, and, and again, some people have vehicles where, you know, the way they, they park, something became sun bleached and the, the p- plastic will fade in one area but not the other, and it will change. And I've never thought of even pulling someone over for having a slightly different shade or brightness. As long as they're both functioning and meeting the standard, I think you're okay. But again, I would change them in pairs and I would keep them up to the best uh, um, working abilities possible. So, Big Jeff Fresh was late but says good morning. Good morning. <coughs> I will cough. <coughs> Excuse me. Does, this is an interesting question that's never been asked before. Does News Talk pay Toronto Police to get you on the show, or does TPS pay Newsweek for the News Talk for the publicity? Neither. Um, they like having the police on. We like being there to help get the message out and answer questions. It's something that we just do. Uh, so, no, we don't get paid to do it, and they don't get paid to do it. We just do it because that's what we do. We, uh, we work with all media um, agencies. Um, if you look back, you'll see me on the news. You'll see uh, Sergeant Kulik on the news. You'll see Sean on the news. Um, we work with all of them because we want to do positive messaging. We also have an obligation to keep the public informed on mm-hmm. certain investigations that are going on uh, where it affects the public. So we're more than willing to go out and work with anybody. News Talk 1010 has, has really uh, sort of... Uh, reached out to you and, and really engaged you and, mm-hmm. and done that really positively. 
And now AM640, we also join on AM640 Toronto. We're on the Kelly Cotrera Show on Thursday afternoons. Uh, So that's another show that we're on. We're on Dave's Corner Garage. Actually, I'll be on Dave's Corner Garage this uh, Sunday. I'll be phoning in for a segment. So we're we're not exclusive to any one radio station. Uh, We we are there to speak to everybody and, and because there's different audiences and they all need the information. So you may like one channel over another. And if you have a channel that we're not on that you think we should be on, you should call them and tell them they should call us. We're happy to. We're happy to be on. Actually, uh, I think this Friday I'm doing another Ask a Traffic Cop in Spanish. I'm not speaking Spanish, but with the assistance of an interpreter, I'll be on an AM station that is uh, that is serving the Latino community. So you know what I, I was. I did back to school with them. So we're, we really are there for everybody. And this is this role. People say oh, you're getting paid to be on TikTok. Yeah, I'm being paid to be a police officer who goes on TikTok, who goes on the news, who goes on to multiple radio stations because it's all about sharing education and information. But it's a great question. I really appreciate it. Uh, the answer to Chase's question was a 60-day impound is the commercial motor vehicle. Sorry, if the commotion, com- I can't speak. Commercial motor vehicle has already been impounded two times previously for being unsafe. Uh, Barry officer on Twitter said it's common. It's so common that I've never heard of it. But I'm not a commercial motor vehicle inspector or specialist. So, cool. Hmm. It's news yeah. to me. Didn't uh, didn't know that sixty days was a thing. Commercial. Uh, Dallas Green wants to know what are the most common vehicle mods that you see that are illegal and will get you a fine uh, that maybe people don't realize. I think the most common ones. Are, um, are going to be the, the modifications to headlights and taillights. Somebody earlier, and I may not have selected it yet, but it's can you tint your taillights and headlights. We talked about taillights, but headlights are absolutely prohibited to, from tinting. Um, if, you, if you put a cover on it, there's a specific charge for it. Uh, but tinted, tinted, tinting of things, lowering beyond a certain height, people lower them way too low. Uh, those, are, those are unsafe. Um, putting extensions so the tires stick out from the uh, the fender those are not legal so i got a different one that i I would say is the most common which one's modification mufflers oh yeah but people see i want to say that people know that mufflers are are, are, no maybe they don't maybe they're not people think they sound cool when they do it they're wrong well people you know they sell a loud muffler so maybe i can put it on there well they also sell license plate covers they Mm -hmm. also sell Different colored headlights and things like that. So, I'm I'm going to go with muffler, the most common one that yeah. everybody seems to think it's okay, that affects the enjoyment of most people. I, you know what? Negatively. I, I think you're right. I think that's probably the most common. Because I was going to say seatbelt assemblies. People do all sorts of wacky things with their seatbelts and put harnesses, but it's not common. It's uh, they put steering wheels that are illegal. They take airbags out. They don't know that airbags are you can't you're not legally permitted to remove an airbag. Uh, there's a whole bunch of issues, uh, but the, the problem is everyone's got a, a different idea of what is cool. <laughs> Did you disagree with me twice today? I yeah, I'm gonna. We should pick a cat. Wow. You know, yeah, it's weird. By the way, I like the uh, the new background, the, which you, you you inspired the actual actioning of today because we've been talking about it for ages. And uh, these are these were put up very professionally with thumbtacks supplied by the good sergeant. So. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, Glad the, the, to contribute. I appreciate it. And, and many people say, well, how did you get a thumbtack to hold these big heavy metal signs? Those signs are actually fake signs. They are made on corrugated plastic, uh, meant for trade show uh, booths. And that's what we used because they were there. Uh, question is, if the speed limit is 100 and I only go 90, is that illegal? No, it's not illegal to go below the speed limit. It is illegal to go above the speed limit. And uh, 
Under Section 128, it is. But was it interfering with traffic? Well, it, it's is a, there a reason you're driving slower to try and slow everybody down? Well, if you're staying to the right and you are going below the speed limit, even if your people people have the ability to pass you, I don't think you're illegal at below the speed limit. Uh, but there is that element. Uh, I do have a, 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 you talk about somebody earlier, what, what really gets, uh, you know, grinds your gears. I have a huge problem with speeders. And I have a huge problem with speeders that are aggressive to other drivers who are going the speed limit. But anyway, I'm not going to get started. Uh, why, uh, how, why is it that you can get a stunt driving charge in a farm field? See, there was a farm thing. I read up ahead. And, there you go. Um, it's because it's illegal. <laughs> stunt driving is illegal everywhere, even if it's your farmer's field. The only exemptions, and I had them up on screen and closed them, uh, are, are sanctioned events, racetracks, um, and those usually come with paramedics. Uh, they come with uh, fire, uh, you know, um, departments uh, on scene or, or at least firefighters. We had the uh, four driving skills for life event. They had paramedics on standby and they were not doing high speed dangerous things. They were doing safe controlled environments, but the just in case required them to have paramedics on site. So, John, why is it you can get a stunt driving charge in a farmer's field? I'm going to just put it out there because people in the general public ruined it. For everybody else. Thank you to all the folks who uh, the takeover events mm -hmm. in the parking lots and fields, all the all the people that did dumb, unsafe stuff ruined it for everybody else. That's why. That's why they changed the law. It is exactly why. Because once upon a time, it was not something that was enforceable. Our laws, unfortunately, are very reactive, mm -hmm. and they create a new law when they see that there's a need for it, and that is a need that was put out there and they changed the law for it. Just like the, the sanctions on impaired driving, it's become more and more dangerous. They increase the sanctions, increase the sanctions, increase the sanctions to hopefully it completely stops. But think about this, you know, we, we, we take, tell people not to do it on the streets. So they start doing it on private property. The danger and risk to, to, to public safety is one, the destruction of private property is another. So they say, okay, we're gonna make it private property. Like anywhere that the law funnels people, they, they, they look for wherever the opportunity is and then bad things happen. And bad things do happen. I mean, look at the videos where people go to these events and people are getting hit with cars. So if we had it, if a farmer's field was an allowable location and everyone went there because that was the place where it was legal and then people got hurt, we would now be, it, it, it's the area that we didn't close the loop on, or the government anyway. So Stephen Bell wants to know what nine meters is in feet. If you have a phone, like uh, this is an easy answer, uh, it is it is multiplied by 3.3, which comes out to 29.7 or just shy of 30 feet. Uh, but 3.3 is the multiplication uh, that you would do to convert. But if you ask Siri what the answer is, Siri will tell you. Siri? Siri, no, Siri. With, with real phones, when you have real phones. Google. <laughs> Um, what is this? Can you explain if, is there any impound or roadside suspension for novice BAC over zero or impaired operation? Can you explain, is there? Yes. Yes, there is. Um, yes. So novice over zero is a ticket and an impound? Or is that just a, a ticket? No, an impaired is. Just, oh, the impaired is, but, yep. but for novice BAC over zero. Is that just a ticket or is that a, and a suspension? That's just, that's just a ticket and if nobody can drive the car, then it gets impounded. Because it's a suspension. Is but it it's, not a, it's not a impound. impound. Right. Um, but impaired operation, absolutely it is. Yes. I'd like to see it be raised to where stunt driving is, 14 days instead of, because it's still only seven, right? 
Right. So impaired operation, you lose your car for seven days and your driver's license for 90. Yes. So it, it just, it, it costs money. Your car is not in there. The reason it gets impounded immediately is to stop the continuation of the offense. As opposed to punitive, I guess. Gives you, gives you a time to think about it, make some arrangements, and get a properly licensed driver in there to, to, uh, to bring it home. It, it's one of those things that I still can't believe we have to talk to people about it. Impaired driving should be a thing of the past. All the education has been done for, for as long as I've been alive and longer. Uh, and yet we still have people who regularly, like last, last week, the long weekend, we had 23 people charged with impaired driving related offenses. Uh, and I did a TikTok on it, but one person was four times, over four times the legal limit. One person uh, lost control. I don't know how they came into contact, but they hit two TTC buses. And one person just said, I'm drunk. They didn't, they didn't have a, med- like they didn't try and make a medical excuse. It was, they, they openly just said, I'm drunk. So that, 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 that was good. Honesty. Yes. Uh, I heard you don't have to have a university degree to become a police officer. Is this true? It is true. For the longest time, it has been a grade 12 education as a minimum. But because it was so competitive, the, 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 you had to have more. Even though the minimum was there, you were competing against people who had doctorates or, or master's degrees. So suddenly, if there were two spots and they were choosing between you or the person with a the degree, they went with the person with the degree. Um, now they have gone and changed things. Very recently, they've said uh, they were going to make it mandatory minimum degree instead of 12, grade 12. And they've changed that to say, we're no longer introducing the university degree as a minimum. And not only that, they are now paying for police college. And so where I think I had to pay eight or $10,000 to go to police college. Were you free or did you have to pay? I was free, I'm so old. Back then it was free uh, when he was old or when he was young. Uh, we're actually very close to the same age, but because I joined later uh, after becoming a court officer for so long, they, they, they kept raising the, the costs uh, with inflation, I guess. And now it's somewhere around $15,000, but the province is going to absorb those costs for the next three years, for the next the upcoming classes, to try and promote people to joining. You know what? A university degree is fantastic. It, uh, it shows your willingness to stay at something for a period of time, to learn something, to achieve something. But policing takes an awful lot more than just that. Mm-hmm. You need to have some really, really good common sense. And a university degree doesn't always root right. at the ones with good common street sense and 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 that comes from people who have worked jobs and done different things uh, uh, experience life experience and sometimes academia isn't that i'm not knocking academics that we need people to do that but it, it they're not always the same person who should be working on the street as a police officer we need both yeah uh do bus do all buses have to stop at uh, railway crossings yes yeah that was an easy one yep absolutely uh could you let your insurance know you have to bring a car home without it being on the insurance? Uh, unless your vehicle is insured, you cannot drive it. That's where you have to get a towed. You cannot transport on the road a vehicle that, other than by towing it, uh, an uninsured vehicle. Yeah, absolutely. Has so to be. Has to. Has Not even the slightest little bit. Not even to park it on the street. If you were going to do it, and maybe this is what you were uh, you know, getting to, if you call them and say, I've just purchased this car. It's an ABC123, and this is the VIN. They can start... A, a policy that right then and there and they can send you proof of that policy right then and there at which point it's insured and you can transport it home with while it's insured with either a temporary plate uh, or a permit there's two different ways to do it or if you had a vehicle if you had plates at home that were from your old vehicle that were still valid but not attached because you sold the vehicle now you've got plates you got six days to use those plates so it's confusing and and not at the same time Starkey says uh, that his s10 
has a six a V6 4.3 liter engine, lots of power for a tiny truck. Yeah, they came originally with a 4.3. Uh, I think that was after 80, 88 or 89. It's 11 a.m. It is. It's five after, actually. Um, Dr. Nick, in response to the statement about takeovers, uh, you say takeovers is the reason for stunt change, but takeovers usually involve taking over an intersection. Could they just have gotten dangerous driving charge, and how is their activity the same? Uh, interesting question. So takeover events were both in, on private property and public property. They were doing it everywhere. Uh, and, they were, and, and they continue to do it in places, and it's criminal behavior. And very often you will see criminal dangerous driving charges laid depending on the severity of the activity. And, and so that, it depends. Stunt driving, uh, careless driving, and dangerous driving are all options uh, in, in these scenarios. Yeah, stunt driving is just the action of, of, of doing the maneuver. The dangerous driving is where you actually put somebody or somebody that might ought to be reasonably expected to be there in danger. Yes. So. Uh, let's see here. Do we think that traffic tickets will be automated one day based on GPS and onboard computers? That is a very specific thing. There's been some people, and, and, I, and, and I can't say that I am, um, you know, into the idea of true, like, nanny everything control. But I do like the idea of having limitations placed by geotagging or geolocation uh, on a vehicle. Why do you need to be able to do 250 kilometers an hour uh, in a 100 kilometer an hour zone? And because people do choose to do that on a regular basis, maybe having the computer lock out the speed unless it's in a certain area where it's safe, like a track, maybe is a good thing. Just saying. Uh, but I don't know if that's a reality or ever going to be, but I don't, I'm not against that concept personally. In terms of having cameras at every street corner, to, to, to police things, maybe that's a good thing. Maybe we'll see that one day. We had photo radar on the highways at one point. It went away. Maybe it needs to come back because we have such rampant uh, law breaking uh, when it comes to speeding. When the average car is traveling 20 to 30 kilometers over the speed limit, that's a problem. And people say, well, how come police are allowed to speed? Just to keep up with the people who are breaking the law, we need to speed. Never mind to go beyond them to get to a, another emergency. Uh, so it, it I think things are going to change too with the uh, autonomous uh, vehicles. Totally. And it's going to take, the, there's going to be a period of time where autonomous vehicles are going to be driving properly until somebody hacks it. Right. And then says, no, I'm going to, I'm going to mod my car and, and make it capable of, of driving faster. So I think it's going to be a never ending cycle of uh, technology and. And hackers. more charges. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be interesting, absolutely. And but but hopefully, with automated vehicles become one day taking over the world. Not I don't mean like in a Terminator kind of way, <laughs> uh, but you know, if everyone's going the speed limit and all cars are occupying all lanes, then there is nowhere for a speeding car to go. Like you, you, the the hack would be such that it would have to make everybody else get out of their way so they could go. Like it would be a very involved process. Uh, but who knows? Uh, What's the ticket and points attached to running a stop sign? Truly failing to stop for a stop sign? Uh, I think it's $180, three demerit points. If you're doing it as, because you're like, you're, like, that's for failing to come to a stop. If you just um, ran it, like you were running multiples, that could be careless. It could be dangerous. Like it depends. Like I, I've, I've actually charged someone for careless because they went through two stop signs in a row. Yes. Sorry, I'm... Uh, Googly-googling, looking up something. So I... Uh, 
you said the fine on it, and I thought you were wrong. So disobey stop <laughs> sign, stop wrong place, failed to stop, $110 fine. Really? I really, really. Why did I think it was $180? Well, maybe that's the amber light. Uh, community safety zone was $150. Um, and it's 180 in the community safety zone. Well, at least that 180 was written somewhere. Yep. Maybe it's the amber uh, light failed to stop. No, um, that is red light and amber light are the same fine. They're, as they're well. not. They're not. Not anymore. Nope. Oh, red light went up. <laughs> That's right. So 110 dollars, three points for a stop sign. Okay, I was wrong. It's 110. It's been a while since I've written that. You know what? I'm going to have to put that up on the board. We don't have a board. But go look at the look at the. Uh, well, wait. Did we not even out because you got the? Uh, you said it was the same for uh, amber red light, light and amber light. light. <laughs> Back to zero. Same points. Same points. Um, if the road have some roadblocks in the left side, who got the right of way? If the road has some roadblocks on the left side, so on the left side. So are you taking a multi-lane road, or are we talking about two lanes of traffic by uh, opposing directions, and someone has to go around park car? Are they who gets Evan, the right of way? I don't give, know. Give us a little better. Extrapolate that so we can understand you. Yeah. So uh, if, if you're in a lane that the, is blocked for some reason by whatever it is, uh, you have the obligation to stop because you cannot travel through. So the opposing traffic has the uh, the right of way. Yeah. If that's what you're asking. If that's what you're asking. Uh, we are casual with PC Sean Shapiro and formal with Sergeant Murray Campbell. What is preferred? Um, you know, we're friends. We, we uh, when outside of work, we would just, you know, call each other by our first name. Um, at work in front of other people, we would, it, it would be more formal in, in some scenarios. We are a, we are a paramilitary organization. Um, rank does still mean something here. Yes, John and Murray are friends uh, outside of work, but I have a higher rank. But there are people who are higher rank than, than me, and I would use the formal uh, rank structure when I'm speaking with my staff sergeant, my inspector, or my superintendent, or, or the chief. So... Uh, you know what? I uh, it doesn't need to be. It's a sign of respect, though, for somebody who's earned it. So, and that's why I do it. Yeah, I, I'm. I'm. I know some services are different. Some organizations are different. But I, I in mixed in mixed company, it's always going to be sarge or staff or rank because it's what's appropriate. Uh, and if uh, if it's something where it's just the two of us working together, I I may actually not say sarge. <laughs> You say the good Sarge an awful lot. I do. I'm, not, I'm not really sure about that one either. <laughs> You're not sure why. Uh, it's a shame TPS doesn't have uh, a helicopter. We did. We borrowed one for a little while. Yeah, we, we test we test flow, flew. They're expensive. They're and expensive, we, and we, we got lots of complaints because of noise. We get that about motorcycles too. So, unfortunately, the noise won out along with the dollar value. But a, a helicopter... What a fantastic tool to keep people safe. Yes. Oh, here's a good one. We talked about this. We actually, you did a lot of research on this one. My understanding is that a car tow dolly uh, or that car tow dollies don't require plates because they are not towing the whole load. So what do I do if I'm towing an unplated vehicle which blocks the plate of the tow vehicle? So now your tow dolly does require a license plate. Because it, it doesn't have a towed vehicle with a plate. Right. So anything... Anything that carries any load in any sort, uh, a cement mixer, a log splitter, if it is carrying any load of anything, it, it, it reverts back to being a trailer. So things like 
just mechanical machines, like things like the big cranes that drive down the road, they didn't require a license plate or registration in any way. They still had to be insured, but that did change. And the, everything being traveled down the road right now requires, if it is a trailer, if it is a vehicle, other than a, a vehicle powered by muscular or an e-bike that meets the criteria, requires a license plate. Ooh, here's an e-bike question. If an e-bike exceeds 32 kilometers an hour, what sort of license would you need? So, this is, this is funny and not funny. So, if it's exceeding because it's going downhill, but it's different than if it's exceeding on flat surface. The test is it cannot be capable of exceeding 32 kilometers an hour on a flat surface. It is a motor vehicle. In fact, it's basically a motorcycle. But because of legislation, it's given the benefits of being a bicycle if it conforms to that rule. No more than 500-watt motor, no more than 32 kilometers on a flat surface, a, a couple of other things, weights and so on. If it is 33 kilometers an hour on a flat surface, it doesn't have the benefit of the legislation. It reverts to its original description of being a motor vehicle, and the, the definition of motorcycle is achieved. Yeah, or moped. Which is now on... falling under the same, really. Yeah. So uh, what kind of license would you need? You'd need a Class M motorcycle license. You'd need it plated. You'd need it insured. You'd need to have it safetyed. You'd need everything to go along with that safety, which includes properly rated tires, uh, properly rated brakes, um, lights, mirrors, horn, all those things. Which really just translates to you're going to get a lot of tickets. And, and we're not seeing people, <coughs> we're not sitting here going, oh, it's 32 and a half. You're, you're eligible. We're seeing people doing 60, 70, 80, 90 kilometers an hour on e-bikes. An e-bike is a motor vehicle by definition in itself with an exemption. So a lot of people don't realize this, but an e-bike, if you're driving it impaired, is exactly the same as driving a vehicle impaired or a vessel impaired. Exactly the same. You will lose your driver's license. You will get a criminal conviction if you're on an e-bike driving impaired yes because and people the highway traffic act is where you see the exemption or the the uh, reclassification of a of a compliant e-bike it never changes for the purposes of the criminal code of canada uh which could care less about uh that's for you it is it they don't they don't at all care what the uh, uh the designation is you are eligible for an a, a impaired driving charge on a mobility scooter on a, a technically, I guess, a, an electric skateboard. Like, if it's anything other than tractor. muscular, yeah, anything other than muscular power is a motor vehicle, according to that piece of... And the, and the one that shocks everybody, a golf cart. Yes, which, is, which really, I understand why it's shocking, because so many people are sitting and drinking while driving in a golf course. Yep, and just because it's on private property, just because it's a golf cart, doesn't change anything anywhere here's a question and i think it's the last question before a dad joke traffic services toronto police thank you for your service and help could you please help understand the window tint on the car it's confusing five percent on front windows 35 percent on back window why so i have tiktok videos if you go to our, our channel you can search this out it's in the faq playlist but the front windshield in front of you nothing can be on that window there is an exemption for windows that are 2000 or that are vehicles that are manufactured 2016 and older uh, or before. Those are allowed to have a three inch tint strip across the top. 
that's the only tint on those. In 2017 or newer, can have nothing. The windows directly left and right of the driver can have no more than 30% light blockage, meaning 70% of the light has to get through for the purposes of certification. In other words, if you had more than 30% light blockage, you could have your vehicle license plates seized because your vehicle is unsafe. But if you're talking about day-to-day -day operation, I, as a police officer or anyone as a member of the public, has to be able to see and identify the driver. Now, as police, it's because I need to see if you're driving with your seatbelt on, using your cell phone, drinking alcohol, or to describe you. The public needs to see you because for the same reason, to be able to see and describe you. Uh, if you cannot see inside, it's obscuring the interior of your motor, motor vehicle by color or reflective coating, and it is illegal. It's $110. And I think I covered everything. I think you got it all. It's crazy, crazy. Uh, let's see here. It's um, Chase started to say it's it's been a year since we've had the chief on. We need uh, we need Frank, Carrie, and the chief, and he'll buy a toaster. Uh, <laughs> so Frank uh, Fridays with Frank, uh, who who is a um, what's his last name? I just watched his video yesterday. I don't know who you're talking about. So Fridays with Frank, he's a sheriff in the in the states who does a lot of like he does a lot of social media, um, and I've. I knew his name yesterday, and I've forgotten it. And in any case, we'd, we'd love to have him on. Uh, Kerry's been threatening to be on our show for a long time. The chief has said he will come on the show. In fact, he was in the studio a little while ago. We were talking about it. Uh, so that's going to happen, and you can totally buy a toaster. I don't, I'm not eating bread. We don't need a toaster. Uh, chief will be here today. Actually. The chief will be here because it is one year since we lost our friend Andrew. Andrew Hong was killed a year ago today, uh, and we'll be uh, having a little, a little thing for him uh, today at, at traffic services for his, you know for for the traffic and police family to come to uh, Frank Sloop. See, 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 it's Frank Sloop, Deputy Frank Sloop. That's the name. Uh, and and uh, according to Chase, um, Fridays are the best with, with or sorry, Fridays are best with Frank first, then ask a traffic cop shortly after. Oh, very cool. Um, dad joke. I got a dad joke that's right here waiting to go. All right, and it's from Zombie. I almost got caught stealing a board game today, but I, it was risk and I was willing to take. Oh, but it was a risk I was, I can't even read that probably. <laughs> but it was a risk I was willing to take. Risk, for anyone who does not know, uh, was a great game from my youth. I used to play, I was, I, before I was 10, I had a risk set. Um, something I didn't do before, and we can come back with another dad joke in a second. However, I really wanted to, uh, to just see what was posted here on our website. This is the employment page. It changed. It does it this way now. Yeah. Um, yeah. When you go to traffic, co traffic. Well, if you can go to trafficcop.ca, there's a link to this. But if you go to traffic or tps.ca <laughs> forward slash careers, uh, you get all of our uh, employment pages, which will give descriptions of the jobs that are available, and there are many. But aside from the the basics or the average, which is police constable, special constable, parking enforcement, and communications operator, that get their own big heavy duty, uh, you know pages civilian roles i really like to pay attention to these because they change all the time uh, there's currently five positions being offered uh, which means if you are looking for a job and you'd like to come and work for an amazing organization you should be going to this page administrative assistant at audit and quality assurance um, there is a 2024 youth and policing initiative winter spring after school hybrid program i talked about that yesterday a bit but you can go back and check this out i, I won't go deep into the, the weeds with this Crime Intelligence Analyst, Job Evaluation Consultant at Labor Relations, and Intermediate Technical Analyst at Radio Infrastructure. What were you going to say? Nothing. Oh, I thought you were going to say something. No. Just 
just correcting your English. What did I say? Crime intelligence. Oh, criminal. Yeah, it's my reading again. I, you know what? Yeah, have I you ever? Have, synonymous. have you ever looked at the ones where the letters in between the letters, like all the letters are there, but they're all jumbled? Can you read those? I yep. read them all the time. Yep. No I, and, but I realized because that I don't read anything. I just look at things and I and, and I and I guess I guess the whole <laughs> sentence. That's what I'm. That's where these mistakes come. Anyway, uh, these are. It's important to note that these positions come and go. So this particular job, uh, Friday, September twenty second, will close. If your application is not in, you're not getting it. And uh, why do I bring that up? Because don't miss out on a good opportunity. That's the story. Come work with us. Yes. There's a lot of people who do a great job at making it possible for us to have um, everything. To, uh, everything we do. To we do our job. That's it. Well, you know, communications operators tell us where to go, sometimes nicer than, than other <laughs> times. But, the, but at the end of the day, if they weren't there, we would have a, a very difficult job. The civilians in this organization make it possible for police officers uh, to do what we do. So thanks to them uh, for showing up and making that possible. We are like a little city, and everyone's got a role, and they're all important. Uh, we have a, a comment. Well, we have a question. Uh, the question is... Is it illegal to have 20% tint on my front side windows in Alberta? That is a fantastic question to which I, I cannot answer because I don't know what the tint laws in Alberta I bet you are. we know somebody that we could, uh, yes. we could ask. If you don't already follow Safer Communities on social media, check them out. Logan uh, Grant is a special constable. It's not a special constable. He's a community constable. I always mess up his rank. But he is a traffic guy out in, in Brooks, Alberta, and he can answer your question 100%. Uh, we have a, uh, I think Constable Sean and Sergeant Marie show is the best. Oh, the, the Constable Sean and Sergeant Marie show is the best. It's awesome when we actually get to do it together. It's, it's, uh, it, it definitely adds a, a whole different element than me just staring at the screen. And Constable Sean and actually Sergeant Murray, a lot of people think my last name is Murray. Oh. I get Sergeant Murray on, you know, proper documentation, on emails, stuff like that. So. Well, it's, it's, uh, I don't get soupy though. Soupy? Soupy. A lot of people with the last name Campbell get soupy. Oh, soupy. I don't get soupy. That's good. Um, Constable Brian is our friend from New Zealand. I think a lot of people in New Zealand grew up watching his children's show. I think we called him Constable Brian. Anyway. We oh. A, we have a Sergeant Sergeant here as well. This is true. We do. That must have been interesting. Is he a Staff Sergeant Sergeant yet? Uh, I'm not sure. Okay. Uh, Chase is going to an interview. He's going to be working. He's trying to get a job doing engineering with road design stuff. Uh, so uh, he wishes uh, all the best to Hong's family and friends. Thank you very much. Uh, let's see here. Even a whole Scottish clan. Oh, well, Murray can be a first or a last name. Even has a whole Scottish clan. Yep, very absolutely good. it does. And... Uh, Zombie's man's last name is Campbell. His uh, his nickname is Soup. <laughs> All right. Uh, will Sergeant Sergeant come on the live? Sergeant Sergeant doesn't actually work at traffic services, uh, so it's unlikely that we'll get Sergeant Sergeant on the live. You know what we could ask? This is true. This is absolutely true. All right. Do we have another dad joke? What's what's the calendar say? I got nothing today. You were you were. I got nothing. It's okay. Uh, we, we missed these. Uh, Saturday, Sundays was, I've been trying to write jokes about being unemployed, but none of them work. Like it. <laughs> it's not actually, bad. Actually, I do like it. It's not bad. It's not, uh, what do chickens serve at parties? Coop cakes? 
Not, not, nope. not, not, not good. Yesterday's joke to the, hey, this is a zombie joke. How'd they get this? Uh, to the person who stole my copy of Microsoft Office, I will find you. You have my word. That was Literally. originally shared by uh, by, by Zombie. <laughs> I, I quite like that one. Uh, today's official joke. I used to play in a band, but we never got a gig. In retrospect, my naming ourselves 999 megabytes was prophetic. 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 Prophetic? Yeah, prophecy. Prophetic. Wasn't quite a gig? Yeah, I get it. Yeah? And I'm a computer gerd. gerd. <laughs> I'm a computer nerd. I like um, that. It's, I not, like it's it. not bad. It's not I bad. Like it. And Zombie likes it. There you go. All right. We're out of here. Uh, it is time for this song that we play at the end of every episode. Uh, and I, re I really like the episode, uh, the song, and everything. So thanks for coming out. We'll see you tomorrow. Helps the traffic flow. Watch for pedestrians, look out for bikes, and don't drive like a jerk that no one likes. Yellow light, red light, green light, go. Driving safely is the way to go. Put down your cell phone, nobody needs you to text and drive on the DVP. Yellow light, red light, green light, go. Stop at stop signs, look both ways, then go. Don't speed, yellow light, red light, green light, go. Driving safely is the way to go. Don't drink and drive or smoke some weed because you might go to jail and not get freed. Yellow light, red light, green light, go. Driving safely helps the traffic flow. Apparently the music has stopped. <laughs> we will see you later. Uh, tomorrow, I believe, and check out Traffic Services on Twitter or just go to trafficcop.ca. Uh, it should be a 10.30 start tomorrow because we should be joining Jerry Ager on News Talk 1010, and he has different hours, so we will too. See you tomorrow.